Come on. Welcome to Life Blood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Justin Cochran. Just, Justin, are you ready to do this? Uh, very ready, George. Thanks very much for having me. Uh, excited to have you on. Justin is the founder of Carbon Streaming. They're an organization providing investors with a way to invest in a low-carbon future and fight climate change. Justin, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Thanks. Thanks, George. So personal life, uh, you know, married with two kids and, and it's, it's somewhat connected because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a finance guy. I've spent my career was started out as an investment banker for 10 years and spent the last almost 15 years now in what we broadly call this royalty and streaming sector. And that was, uh, the royalty and streaming business model is a model that, that, um, has really grown through the mining and energy space, um, financing companies that are developing gold projects and silver projects and oil and gas projects around the world. Um, and that's where I got my start. I got my start in a company called Sandstorm Gold, where I led their corporate development team. That was, you know, that was 12 years ago now, um, after my my investment banking career. And I had a belief that that this royalty and streaming business model, which we can talk about a bit later, is just a model that can be applied to any commodity in the world. And I've spent the last six or seven years really focused on this theme around decarbonization, the move from internal combustion engines to to electric vehicles. And it was about two and a half years ago where I said, you know, what commodity can we can we attach this royalty and streaming business model to? And, and carbon credits I'd, I'd known about, again, for, for the better part of seven years and just thought there'd be a tremendous opportunity to, to, to use this royalty and streaming business model and finance projects around the world that were helping to fight climate change. And there was nobody else doing it in a meaningful way. These project developers were starved for capital, starved for money, and and you know, in the spirit of creating a better uh, a better future for our kids, which is where I started with with my two little girls, uh, it's just been something I've been very passionate about and um, excited about business. Nice. Well, I appreciate that. Can you tell us what carbon credits are? Yeah. So a, a carbon credit represents one metric ton of carbon dioxide or carbon dioxide equivalents, think methane or nitrous oxide. And, and so every credit around the world where it's traded represents that one, one ton of CO2. Is that a lot of CO2? <laughs> That's a lot of CO2. Yeah. To, you know, 2,200 pounds of CO2. Uh, when you think of the average carbon footprint of a North American individual, it's around 16 to 17 tons of, of CO2. And that would be everything from, you know, your house, your car, your job, um, you know, your, your trips you're taking, um, your, your, your food, your, your consumer goods. So that footprint, again, on average, sort of 16, 17 tons per, per, uh, per individual. Per lifetime or per day? Per year. Sorry, per year. <laughs> per Somewhere end. in the middle. Per year. Yes, yes, per year. Got it. Okay. And what is then one credit worth? So depends on the type of credit. There's about 60 different types of, of, of carbon credit projects in the world. 
Um, so it depends on the on the, the project, depends on where, of course, that that reduction uh, or avoidance happens. Um, but somewhere between, call it three three dollars per credit for your low grade um, credits and you know, 30 or $35 a credit for your high grade credits. And this is within what I, what we broadly call the voluntary carbon markets. If you look at regulated markets around the world, um, as an example, the EU regulated market, there's an 80 euro uh, price per credit. So there's a pretty wide range, which, which again, makes it, makes it hard for, for, um, for investors to sort of pick, see one price for this commodity, it's not like the gold price where you can pull it up and it's $1,900 an ounce. Um, but it's also what creates the opportunity because there's these amazing projects in different jurisdictions. Each project is unique. Um, and again, it's one of the reasons why, why investors historically have shied away from this space where we at Carbon Streaming just see a tremendous opportunity to accelerate this market. Nice. So maybe, maybe an example of, of one of these projects and sort of walk me through what the, what the benefit is environmentally and then what the investment opportunity is. Because I, I, I wish that we would all just do this stuff out of the goodness of our hearts, but I know that when we're able to align financial incentive, which, which, which we need here in the United States, we are a capitalist economy and I'm a capitalist. So with a desire to do good, that's when things actually happen. Uh, without question, without question. So let me walk you through our Rimbaraya project because it's just a fantastic example of the kind of work we're doing and the types of projects that we're looking for. So Rimbaraya is is a uh, forest conservation, peat swamp conservation project in Borneo, Indonesia. It protects 64,000 hectares of, of low-lying peat swamps. And what it's protecting it from is being converted into a palm oil plantation. So 10 years ago, this property was, was, was uh, federally gazetted to be turned into a palm oil plantation with, where they slash and burn the entire peat swamp. And our partners here, Infinite Earth, came in and protected this in, in partnership with the government, protected this 64,000 hectares of, of, of peat swamp. And what that does now is that because they're protecting it, it's protecting or preventing the emission of three and a half million tons of CO2 on an annual basis. That is a you know, massive amount of, of carbon emissions. And so what they're able to do through the project activities and the project activities here through the protection, um, through the protection program, are providing job training and education and a floating medical clinic to the three large communities. Uh, is providing clean power, clean water, um, microfinance for women-led programs, eyeglasses to the local community where they'd never, you know, never even heard of of eyeglasses before. So it does these amazing things. Uh, protecting, um, you know, and investing in the local community and protecting an endangered orangutan, the Bornean orangutan, um, one of the few, few, you know, remaining sites um, where this orangutan flourishes. So this project does these amazing things. And because it's, because it's avoiding the emission or preventing the emission of three and a half million tons uh, of carbon dioxide a year, it gets to issue three and a half million credits. 
And so that's where we come in at Carbon Streaming is we invested $45 million in partnership with Infinite Earth, the, the team behind this. They're using that capital to invest in those, those community programs that I, that I talked about. And we've entered into a 10-year strategic alliance to do this in other parts of the world. Um, and in exchange for our $45 million investment, we, we then turn around and sell those 3.5 million credits to global buyers around the world. So we've got Delta and Gucci and PwC and Volkswagen, uh, Inpex Energy uh, Corporation, these, these global businesses as major buyers of our credits. Um, and, uh, and then again, we, we actually turn around and, and give about 75 to 85% of that revenue back to, back to the project. So it's, it's a bit of, we help them monetize and market their, their credits, um, share the majority of the revenue back to the project developer and our profit on that $45 million investment is that, that spread of 15 to 25%, uh, which is what we keep. So that's the economics. And as we look out 10, 20, 30 years, and this is a 30-year project, we believe carbon prices are going to be much higher. We need, we need billions and billions, hundreds of billions of dollars of, of capital to, um, to further this industry. And Rimbaraya is just a fantastic example of, of how this money can be put to work. Nice. Cool. And well, uh, well explained. Thank you. I, I, I think I actually understand it. So, all right. So that is the, one of those win-wins for, for planet Earth and for the orangutans and for the local community and for um, just, just for everybody. So you, turn, you, you sell the credit to, to, uh, to an airline. How does, what do they do with it? How does that benefit them? So, so what, what Delta in this example would use, that, use those credits for is to meet its sustainability goals. So what you see, and over 90% of S&P 500 companies now have a sustainability report where they have, they're, they're setting out their ESG priorities over the next couple of decades. And within those sustainability reports, not enough of, but companies like Delta will have commitments to reducing and offsetting their emissions. As an airline, of course, you can imagine it's it's tough to you know flip a switch and, and reduce emissions. So what they do is as they have a plan over the next 20, 20 to 30 years to start using sustainable fuels and reduce emissions, in the meantime, they're buying what we call these, these carbon offsets to offset the emissions that they produce and support conservation efforts in this in this case, which is you know incredibly incredibly important if we look at if we look at deforestation around the world um, it would be the second largest country as an emitter only behind china it's responsible for upwards of 8 billion tons of emissions on an annual basis and so incredibly crucial that we protect the world's forests and end deforestation and and companies like delta are taking a lead in in supporting projects like that nice well, i appreciate that so is this, for lack of a better term, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what the universal term would be, but a bipartisan issue where every side of the political spectrum says this is good or is there pushback? Uh, so I would say 10 years ago, George, there was a relative, you know, there was a relative 
a high amount of pushback and it wasn't bipartisan. I would say what we've seen in the last one to two years, certainly in North America, is sort of finally the recognition that climate change is here, that we need to do something about it. Um, you just have to look around the world for, you know, it's, it seems like uh, every day there's there's a, a new tornado or hurricane or atmospheric river or, you know, you name it. Um, and And so... It seems now to have significant bipartisan support. We're seeing that in Canada, and I think we're starting to see it in the U.S. Got it. I think we're going to have to have you back on to do a podcast about atmospheric rivers because it sounds sounds awful. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it's not good. It was. We had them on the <laughs> west coast in Canada here, and it was uh, it was horrendous. <laughs> Got it. So how do how do ordinary investors participate or accredited investors? Yeah, so so uh, uniquely what we did when we started carbon streaming is we wanted to have a public markets angle to this. We wanted the the public to be able to participate in investing and supporting these carbon projects around the world. So we were the first company to launch uh, to launch publicly. That was in July last year. So we're listed on the Neo Exchange in Canada under the symbol NETZ Nets for Net Zero. Um, we're also uh, pursuing a U.S. listing here on the NASDAQ, which we're, you know, knock on wood, hoping happens sometime in the next month or two, um, subject to obviously NASDAQ and SEC review timetables. Uh, but again, hoping to list on the NASDAQ, the symbol there would be offset. So OFST um, is, is what we're pursuing here in the next couple of months. And so they can... Sorry, go ahead. No, please. I was just going to say, so so companies can get, uh, so investors, if they're interested, can 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 check out um, those two tickers. Uh, we also have a tremendous website um, that provides a lot of information and blogs and backgrounds on on carbon and our projects and the kind of work that we're doing. Nice. What is the investment objective if if I were to go and and buy a share of of nets on the neo exchange what what is my desired result? Is it appreciation? Is it income? Uh, so it's it's both it's it's appreciation in the short term. Um, and as we diversify the portfolio and start generating credits from dozens and dozens of projects, we'll certainly be looking to, to start paying a dividend. Um, but as a, as a company, our goal is to build this diversified portfolio of projects around the world, different project types, not only nature-based projects. So we are looking at renewable energy and biofuels, reforestation projects. Uh, biochar projects, uh, cook stoves in Africa. So really building that diversified portfolio of projects uh, and becoming the go-to name for buyers like Delta uh, around the world looking to buy um, voluntary offsets. Love it. Well, Justin, if people are ready for that difference-making tip, what do you have for them? <laughs> well, what I would encourage um, you know listeners to think about is is how do we as individuals um, start to think about how we impact climate change? This is an issue that's going to take government, corporate, uh, and individual action to, to really make a difference. And so what I love about this industry and what a lot of people aren't thinking about is how do we start to, to attach carbon credits, carbon offsets, 
to products that that consumers are buying. Uh, as an example, I picked up an Evian water bottle the other day, and on the side of the Evian, Evian water bottle, it says carbon neutral. It's one of the first examples I've seen of a consumer product that was carbon neutral. And so um, I would encourage um, listeners to start thinking about how they can support companies that are taking an active approach in fighting climate change, reducing their carbon footprints. I think Evian, you know, that was a perfect example. Um, Delta Airlines, again, been a major supporter of this industry. Shell, as an oil and gas company, has been a major supporter of this industry. Um, but we as individuals can, can start to recognize what those companies are doing and supporting those companies. And of course, individuals can start buying carbon credits as well. And that's a functionality that we have yet to, to build into our website. Uh, on our projects, but something we'll look to do uh, before the end of the year so that individuals can go and, and and even think about offsetting their carbon footprint. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets it. Come on, Justin. Thank thank you so much for coming on. Give us the website and the, the tickers again. Yeah. So the website is carbonstreaming.com. Uh, and the two tickers on the NEO exchange is net Z, so for net zero, so N E T Z. And on the NASDAQ will be O F S T for offset, O F S T. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Justin your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to carbonstreaming.com and learn more about everything that Justin is working on. You can find them on the NEO exchange under the ticker NETZ and the NASDAQ eventually at OFST. Thanks again, Justin. Thanks very much, George, for having me. Really appreciate it. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.